Welcome back to Falling in Love with Yourself. My name is Jenny, and I just want to start by saying thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all of the birthday love. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since my birthday. I definitely had to take some time to come down off the high because I had an amazing three-day weekend filled with so much love. And I will talk a little bit about that um, in today's episode because I had a big aha moment that kind of spurred this actual episode about visualization. So I am so excited to share this episode with you. It's like I'm like jumping out of my skin because oftentimes we talk about finding serenity, peace, and self-love in the present because I'm very much about staying in the present and staying in reality and finding comfort and discomfort and finding love in the, finding the miracles in the moment, finding love in the moment. And this is really the first time that I've talked about how to create and design the life that you're worthy of. And visualization is huge in my life. And it's a tool that is so powerful if we know how to use it um, efficiently and effectively. And so that's why I'm like busting out of the seams to share this episode with you today because I am going to show you how visualization has created this amazingly fulfilling life, though different than I ever thought, but we'll talk about that with visualization um, and how I've created this with visualization and how I practice visualization every single day to actually subconsciously create the actions that I could never consciously create. So if it feels a little woo-woo and law of attraction manifestation, kind of, but not really, it's a very practical way that you have the power to access as well, because it's about our mind. It's about our psychology. It's about what our soul is already telling us. So here are three questions that I'm going to ask you to think about. Um, number one, are there recurring visions, visualizations, and dreams that have been coming to you throughout your life, but you, um, in human form, question, suppress, or talk yourself out of? Number two, how do you visualize yourself when you close your eyes? What is the self-image that you see? And we'll talk more about that. And number three, at this stage of your life, has there been visions that have come to pass that you have actually subconsciously created and didn't even know it? I talk about all of that in depth in this episode um, and stay until the very end because this is so cool. Like, I just feel an energy that we are ready to transform. Like we ha are out of the pandemic now. 
Um, we are ready to, we've been, we've been cleaning up stuff. We've been self-reflecting, self-aware, self-accepting, self-compassion. And this really comes into the self-fulfillment. Like, where do you want your life to go? And what is the most efficient way to make that happen? It's very different than do more, learn more, be better at what you're doing. It's very different. It's actually, I use this analogy with my clients all the time. It's about knowing the destination that your car is going to go to, but taking your hands off the steering wheel. And that sounds really, really crazy, but it's very powerful. It's very beautiful. It's why I am so happy and fulfilled in the present and still excited about where I'm going in the future. It's not one or the other. It's not be happy in the present and stagnate here because we've already hit our happiness threshold. Or it's not about be miserable here, be burned out here because we're working to the future. That's what society tells us, right? We're either already here and content and sliding the rest of the way, or we're super unhappy, we're super unfulfilled because we know where we're going is better. No, 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 no. It's not that at all. It is being happy, fulfilled, and abundantly loved now in the present while still excited and happy about what is to come. Visualization is the way to get there. Okay. Can I ask you a favor though? Please, please, please. Could you please hit subscribe if you if you are Spotify or Apple? Hit subscribe because for the rest of the year, I've got really awesome. I mean, I love my podcast episodes anyway, but we're going to talk more about creating the life that we are worthy of for the rest of the year. So please subscribe so that you do not miss out. And also, would you do me a favor? And if you're an Apple, leave me a review, please. That is so helpful to get um, the show out there. And then... The third thing that I ask is reach out to me. Come find me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Drake underscore. Come find me on my website, Jenny-Drake.com, because you are not alone in this. I want to help you create the beautiful and fulfilling life that you are worthy of. Um, that is my passion. That is my purpose. So come find me and we can do it together. All right, sit back, relax. This is going to be a good one. Welcome to season two of Falling in Love with Yourself. My name is Jenny. I've been a teacher and a coach in some capacity for over two decades, but that's only part of what makes me successful as your guide to falling back in love with yourself. I'm a single woman who turns 50 this year. I stepped away from a 22-year marriage five years ago where my self-worth was lower than low. I didn't know who I was, what I believed in, what fulfilled me, or what my purpose was. 
I was depending on external people and things to complete myself. But through my four pillars of self-love, which are self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-worth, I am now filled with love and faith. Self-love is different than self-care. Self-love is not selfish. It is essential. We always hear how we need to love ourselves, and I am here to teach you how. I'm so grateful you are here, choosing you, and I cannot wait for you to fall deeper in love with yourself. Welcome back. So you heard in the intro, I am super jazzed to talk about visualization with you today. It's something that I don't talk about a lot on this podcast, and it's about time that that changes. So I'm really glad that you're here, and I know that this episode is really going to open up your mind to possibilities in the most self-loving way. So you know my four pillars of self-love are self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-fulfillment. And we talk a lot about the self-acceptance pillar and the self-compassion pillar. And those two pillars are very, very evident when it comes to visualization, but really visualization um, really falls under the self-awareness and the self-fulfillment pillars of self-love. And one of the things that I've noticed when I'm working with my clients or talking to people is sometimes we use self-love as an excuse, as um, a way to keep us stuck and a way to keep us um, stagnant in our life, which there is a time and place to pause and really, really show ourselves a lot of self-soothing and self-compassion, especially when we're going through a rough time. But self-love is not staying in the same place for long periods of time. Like we as humans are meant to progress and move forward and grow and evolve. And when we use self-love as a coping strategy to give ourselves so much grace that we aren't moving forward, that is actually the opposite of the whole self-love mission that I represent. Self-love really is moving along our evolving path in the most loving way. And so visualization is such, as I said, such a powerful tool that changes our life, that evolves our life, that creates our life in in the most magnificent way. And I'm going to talk about some of my examples, and I really want you to take a deep breath and be present with me and just really open your mind and your heart and your soul to the words that I'm going to talk about. And um, this is not like guilt provoking, nothing like that. Like, again, 
this is about moving our life forward in the most self-loving, self-compassionate, self-gratifying way. So let's start by thinking about what visualization is. And it touches upon manifestation a little bit. And that's something I really haven't talked about too much on the podcast either. But visualization definitely is a part of manifestation. But the way that I view it and the way that I coach it and the way that I've used it in my life is is different than manifestation. So manifestation kind of teeters on the edge of giving the power to the universe, giving it to a power greater than us to bring whatever we want to us, which yes, visualization is a huge part of that. And I definitely believe in certain aspects of manifestation. And we'll talk a little bit about how visualization and manifestation are, um, how are they are linked and how they um, support one another. But I'm going to tell you a little more hands-on approach to visualization. So visualization for me comes in two forms. It The first form is what our soul, what our gut, what our subconscious actually sees for ourselves before we consciously understand that. And that has happened to me several times in my life. And it's also referred to as our mind's eye. So I want you to think for a moment, and I'll revisit this question in just a minute, but I want you to think for a moment if there's been any visions or dreams or recurring thoughts throughout your life that you kind of, they pop up every once in a while and you kind of push away or justify or your mind gets involved and says, that's not even a possibility. I don't even know why that comes up. And these might be visualizations or visions that you've had since your childhood. So I want you to think about that for a second. Has there been visions, visualizations, dreams that continue to pop up throughout your life. And just make note of that. So this has happened to me a few times in my life. And it's really interesting to be at a place right now where I have paused and said, holy cow, this has been a vision, a visualization of mine throughout my life. And here I am right here and now. And that's kind of what spurred on this idea of talking about visualization more often in in this podcast and in my coaching, because the most recent 
experience that I had was y'all know that I just celebrated my big 50th birthday. Um, I think it was two weeks ago now. And it was a great weekend. If you haven't listened to my last episode, episode 83, it kind of was a conglomerate episode about lots of different things. And I touched upon my 50th birthday, the event, aging before the actual event. Um, And I'm just going to say, like, just digress for a second that my birthday weekend, my 50th birthday ended up being far, far, far greater, more loving, more glorious than anything I could have ever imagined. So that's just a side note. And the reason I bring that up is because I had always visualized my birthday, my 50th birthday event to look different and, but feel like a lot of love, like an abundant amount of love, not just love coming at me, like celebrating me, but love like shared. Um, I had envisioned my children to be a part of it. And I had had this vision of like, going on a weekend with all the significant women in my life um, because my, and I talked about it a little bit last week in last week's episode or last episode that the significant women, the strongest connections aren't necessarily local for me. And so I had always kind of envisioned like this weekend retreat with, you know, childhood friends, high school friends, Um, young adult friends, current friends, like celebrating together, not necessarily celebrating me, but celebrating together um, as my 50th birthday was the excuse to gather all the people I, all the women that I love. That did not come to pass. And so the reason I bring that up is because that's a vision that I had and I had to let go of that vision as my birthday came closer because I knew that that was not reality. However, I haven't given up on that vision. So maybe it wasn't my 50th birthday that I'm visualizing. Maybe it's a weekend wellness retreat that I put on, or maybe that I don't even, I mean, Another side note, I have always envisioned hosting wellness retreats for women. It's not in the works yet. We talk about it on Tribe all the time. If you don't know what my Monday Zoom Tribe is, um, please contact me. I have a free Zoom Tribe. I have a free private Facebook page. And we definitely, the women in that tribe, we talk about a wellness retreat often. It's just not the time to plan it, but possibly that's what I have envisioned. So I, I I brought that up because sometimes our visualizations don't come to pass in our life the way that we expect, but that doesn't mean that we have to let go of them. My birthday weekend was filled with such abundant love. I mean, 
I can't even tell you. It was three days of me flying high, not just from receiving love, but me pouring out my love for so many people, whether it was through social media, whether it was through phone calls, text messages. That's the greatest thing about technology now is we don't have to be face-to-face to like love on each other so, so much. And then, you know, I spent two days with my sister, who's like my BFF and my dad. And then on my actual birthday, I was showered with so much local love. We got together for dinner. And that's where I want to tell you where kind of, kind of an epiphany happened. So before I get to my epiphany part, um, I haven't always been this gen that you hear on the podcast week after week or who you see doing reels on social media. Um, if you know my story, I there was a time in my life, I call it my detour, where I was really, really disconnected from self. I was looking for all of my worth and validation and self-esteem through exterior sources. I was looking through for it from comparing myself to other women. Um, I was comparing myself to um, everyone else except for my own self-connection. And I was looking for validation from a religious God that I believed in. Um, I only felt my worth was based on perfection. And I really, you know, tried to be as perfect as possible in this organized religion to create the life of my, of that I envisioned, which was a healthy body, a healthy soul, and a healthy, loving marriage, which would result in a healthy, loving family. That was my vision. But I was using everything externally to build that, validate that, and um, evolve into that. So I had this vision of this happy, healthy, beautiful life. And I was constantly evaluating it based on working my ass off, being perfect, doing, 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 doing more, doing better, and felt like a failure the entire time. I was 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. I was so unhappy on the inside and was trying to not let it show on the outside. And yet I had this vision of, you know, this healthy, happy, abundantly loving life. And I was scraping for it with my fingernails, with just, you know, I was looking towards my job. I was looking towards other people's opinions of me. And all it did was make me more unhappy and disconnected from my life. But I always had this vision. And I envisioned myself as this glowing, confident, 
physically healthy, but very emotionally and mentally healthy, just on my own without the validation of my children or husband or external God and all of that. And so the epiphany that happened at my birthday party is I was making a toast. There was about 18 of us at this restaurant. So fun, so beautiful. And I was making this toast and a friend of mine, and I'm getting teared up, like talking about it, but a friend of mine was taking like, um, live pictures. She didn't record the toast, but she was taking live pictures of me speaking and then sent them to me just as part of, you know, the whole thing. And I looked at, you know, cause most pictures are like posed and smiling and selfies. And I hadn't seen like a non-posed picture of me in a really long time. And, you know, my face was kind of like mm, scrunched and, you know, I was in the middle of speaking. So like these pictures were not perfect by any means. But when I saw them, I was like, holy crap, I'm here. Like I am that person that I always envisioned myself as. I am glowing. I am confident. I am physically and emotionally healthy. I mean, you guys, I've been single for five years and I always felt that a loving partner relationship was the epitome of success for me. And I don't have that. And I have a beautiful, beautiful, fulfilling life. I, if you don't know, like, and, and let me just tell you, this is not like, to tell you, this is not in a bragging form at all. This is to show you what visualization can do. I live across the street from the beach. I go to the beach, if not every day, then every other day. Most of the time I'm running at the beach. I have designed this life. I have two businesses that fulfill my heart and soul so much. And I get to choose where my time and energy goes. Like I have that freedom to decide who gets my time, who gets my energy. And I only fill myself with that, that sparkling, glowing light that I believe is my higher power. So in, so in other people. So what I'm trying to tell you is my life was so far from that vision and now i have it all and it's because i never gave up on the vision and so i want to ask you first of all again let's pause the first question was are there visions are there visualizations are there dreams that keep popping up throughout your life that you don't really think about too often or that you suppress. Because mine was this life and I didn't really understand that my life was subconsciously going in that direction. It, and that's the power of visualization is if we don't let go of that vision, 
subconsciously, we are actually creating that life, which leads to my second question. And I just did a reel about this this week. This might be a tough one. When you close your eyes and you visualize yourself, first of all, do you ever see yourself when you close your eyes? Because that's really important information in and of itself is if your mind's eye is focused on everybody else, like when you close your eyes right before you fall asleep or right before you wake up, if you're not in your visions, that is information. It's not right or wrong, good or bad, but it's 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 vital information that maybe you're focused so much on the external that you're disconnected from self. So that's scenario number one. When you, when I ask that question, what do you visualize yourself as? Again, the second scenario may be someone who's very sad, someone who's very um, small or weak, or you know, I have this vision of myself um, from the past of maybe I've talked about it on this podcast before, but if you've seen the movie, The Little Mermaid, and when Ursula turns the mer people into those little like worm type things, like if I visualize how I used to be, that's what comes to mind. But I have released that visualize. Like I am not that person anymore. And at the same time, I always saw myself as really a confident, glowing, full of light, full of enthusiasm, full of love, healthy body, healthy soul person. And that's what I saw in those pictures from my birthday party is like, holy crap, I'm here. Um, so scenario B of that question is, do you visualize yourself as someone who's weak or unhealthy or sad because that's if that's the vision of yourself that is what your subconscious is creating every day and that's that's hard to hear but the good news is is if you can visualize that and create that you have the power to visualize and create the opposite. And I am, am living proof of that. So scenario C to that question is, when you close your eyes and in your mind's eye see yourself, do you see yourself in an elevated, higher version of yourself, a better version of yourself? And hold on to that vision because that is what you are subconsciously creating, whether you know it or not. So that is visualization of self-image. And I hope that it's brought some awareness to yourself about what you think of yourself in your mind. And 
we don't have to ask why or how. That's where it's a little different. This, this process of visualization that I coach and that I live, you know, everything that I coach is what I live. And my life and my growth and my journey is the example that I give you. That's what this podcast is all about. Um, we don't have to get bogged down. As a matter of fact, we don't get bogged down with the why and the how and the what. We surrender that because that's the distraction. And that's when our energy is going into why do I see myself that way? How can I change it? What should I? All of that how, what, and why. When we are focusing on our, our energy on that, it literally distracts us from reaching our visualization goal. And so surrender that, dismiss that. And that's what I help my clients do in coaching is we just let go of it and we create the vision that you want, that you desire, that you are worthy of, and we focus on that and we surrender the how, what, who, and and why. Um, and that's where the manifestation, the law of attraction kind of comes in. Um, the difference is, is we can also use all of that as an excuse to stay stuck. And that's why, you know, I tread lightly manifestation law of attraction because I don't ever want to give the impression that, okay, I've got this vision and I'm going to sit around in my house and I'm going to wait to attract it. No, we have a part in doing and creating. And what we surrender is the what and the how. Because, and that's where like the daily self-connection and the daily connection to our vision is so important. Because when we are connected to our vision intentionally, on a daily basis, and we tell the universe, we tell our higher power, we communicate with God or whatever you believe in to direct your thoughts, actions, and skills towards that vision, that is the quickest way to make things happen. But if we're spending all of our energy wondering and questioning why, how, we spend our energy focusing on the vision and our one responsibility, this is our one responsibility, is to stay connected to our source. And that's what I coach. That's what I teach. That's what I hold my clients accountable is how are you connecting to yourself and source so that you can be open to creative solutions because when we're in charge, when our mind is in charge, the how, the what, the who is in a small little box, like we're directing it. And that is the fastest way to, to burn out, to frustration. So our one responsibility, our one job is to stay focused 
on our desire, our vision, and to stay connected to source and self and be open to abundant solutions, abundant direction, abundant ways to get to that vision. So let me give you another example. Um, and, and I truly believe that all moments in our life are connected to other moments. And, and that's why I, I hope you're getting the message that this creating and evolving of our visions and our life that we truly desire is super subconscious in within us. Like we are creating it with the help of a power that's greater than ourselves. It's not just the universe and it's not just us. It's us interwoven. And here's an example of that. So I have a few examples, but the one that comes to my head the most is um, I did not always live in Southern California. I, I went to college here, but I, I went to college in Orange County, and that was my experience with Southern California. Um, if you don't know, my family and I lived in Beijing, China from tw 2011 to 2013. We went to Beijing from Northern California, which was always where my heart was. Um, I always considered myself a California girl, but specifically a San Francisco Bay Area California girl. Like that's where my roots were. That's where my family was. That's where my memories were. And so after I got married, I actually dragged my Southern California husband up to Northern California. And that's where we raised our kids. Never in a million years would I have thought that I would be a beach girl and that my soul was happiest by the ocean and that I am happiest <laughs> going and feeling the cleansing power of the ocean every single day. Um, so side note, it's really cool that our life can go in directions that we never would imagine. And so that's another plug for surrendering, like surrendering to bigger possibilities because the life that I had designed for myself was very different than this life, but this life is so amazing and I never would have consciously thought to create it. So anyway, um, I thought when we lived in China, we were going right back to Northern California um, after our two-year ex expatriate um, experience. Well, about six months before moving back to the States, his company said it would be a better option for you to move to Southern California, specifically Los Angeles. And I wasn't anything. I, I was still in that space of only looking towards external things for everything. And so I was like, no. If we... First of all, I'm not leaving Northern California. Second of all, if we do, it's going to be back to Orange County because that's all I know. 
I was very control. The old Jen was very controlling, <laughs> the old version of me. Very opinionated, very controlling, thought that I was writing everybody's chapters, everybody's stories. And so I I was like, no, we're going to go to Orange County. And his firm was very smart. They sent me to L.A. They said, well, the L.A. office is really where your husband is needed. And we're going to send you, Jen, for two weeks out to L.A. And you just get to explore and look at schools. I'm a former teacher. Well, I still am a teacher in some capacity. Um, so, and my kids were in private school in Beijing. So I, my mission was to find an area with the best schools and I was going to spend two weeks doing it. And something, something said, stay, have my home base for that week. And I, I ended up only spending a week in Southern California. And then I spent a week visiting my parents in Northern California. So I was called to Manhattan Beach which is in the southern, it's, we call it the South Bay. It's just below LAX. It's near Venice and Santa Monica and Malibu, but south of that and very different vibes. Something called me to stay in a hotel in Manhattan Beach. And that was going to be my, you know, my home base. Anyway, I did that. And I ran, I was already a runner at this point, And I ran at the strand every day during that week. That's how I started my day before I would meet with realtors. And when I met with realtors, I was literally going to various pockets around LA that had the best school districts. So I visited, you know, Arcadia, South Pasadena, but over here, Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach, has really good schools. And I'm like, well, I'm going to make a vacation out of this. The point is I ran at the beach every day that week. And I said, I can envision, I had this vision of me doing it for the rest of my, my life. Like I literally had a vision of me as like a 75 year old woman running on the strand. And I decided when I came back, I said, we're going to move to LA and we're going to live at the beach. <laughs> and I showed my husband, you know, I said, no, inland, Arcadia, South Pasadena, out of the question. It wasn't feeling it, but the South Bay really feeling it. So we immediately started looking for houses from China and he was on board. He He's a Southern California guy. So of course he's like, yes, let's live at the beach. I have been here nine years. At that time, I, I had always known, not always, but at that time I knew our marriage probably wasn't going to survive, but I had no idea about the how, the why, the what, or any of the details. But here I am nine years later, I've been divorced for five years, I run at the beach almost every day. And I don't foresee that stopping, you know, God willing that my body is healthy enough to continue doing that, that vision will come to pass. So that was a very long, 
example of I wasn't consciously making that happen, but it was a soul-based vision that has come to pass. And if I would have stopped, as a matter of fact, I remember telling people, I'm going to, I'm going to run that strand every day and into my, my late, late, late years. And people would, when you tell people about your visions, people will try to be that part of your mind. The number one thing people said is, oh, running on the strand is really bad for your knees. You're not going to be able to do that long term. So what other people say is also what our brain tries to do, right? This is another conversation, and I have lots of these conversations with you on this podcast about our human versus our soul and spirit. So my soul and spirit had a vision, and my human brain and other people try to talk ourselves out of it with the how am I going to make this happen, which is very human and very normal and very typical. And I've done that. And I still, I still try to do that because I have, I have this vision and this is where having a coach is so important. Coaches have coaches. I have a coach. He's great it, you know, it's our protection mechanism. It's our survival mechanism that gets in the way. And having a coach to help point that out without saying, without in a mean way or a critical way or in a judgmental way, just to say, that's my survival, that's your survival mechanism, that's your protection mechanism. I have had another vision that, remember, I asked question number one do you have a recurring vision? that keeps popping up throughout your life that you are ignoring or suppressing or you're saying, oh, that's never going to happen, so forget about it, but it keeps popping back up. One of mine is being on a stage talking to thousands of people, like in a big setting. And I've had this ever since I was little. And, you know, if I sit and ponder about it, especially for those 25 years that I felt horrible and disconnected and low self-worth and low self-esteem, that vision really took a back seat. But it, it never went away. And I could sit here and say, it's scary. It's scarier than hell. Public speaking isn't scarier, scary to me. That's the weird thing. Like, I love public speaking. I'm one of the weird ones. And the bigger the room, the easier for me. Um, however, my protection mechanism is protection of disappointment and fear of failure, just like everyone else. So we don't allow ourselves to lean into these big, scary visions, these dreams, if you will. We push them aside because of our protection mechanism. But what if we didn't? And what if we didn't have to worry about the how, what, and the why? So let's use my example of my big scary vision of me speaking to thousands of people in a, in a room. Um, I can sit here and say, 
oh my gosh, saying it out loud holds me accountable. And if I don't ever do it, these people are going to think I'm a failure. I'm going to feel like a failure and yada, 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 right? Okay. Dismiss all of that. Like there is nothing coming from that energy except for me not reaching that goal, right? This is a goal conversation too. Like, do I want that? Heck yes. Is it freaking scary? Heck yes. If we are not setting goals that are not scary, then we are not growing. We are not moving forward. And it's not about me reaching the goal. It's about me now connecting to source, connecting to that vision, and surrendering the how, the when, the what. I mean, I could go on for days about my visions. Of course, I have a vision of still a beautiful, loving partnership with a man, healthy, communicative, fun, laughter. Like I hold that vision very sacred. And I have surrendered the when. (laughs) It took me a long time to surrender the when. And how do I surrender the when? I go to my source and I ask for patience. And I go to my source and I ask for the feelings of love that I would feel in that relationship, but feel it in my life right now before. Like I'm not holding out for a relationship to make me feel loved or happy. I I feel loved and happy right now. And you guys, that is the key. That is the key to surrendering our visions and our the how, the what, the when of our visions is we can have all of the feelings now. So what does that even mean? What, what, what am I saying? And that's why I'm in such a great place. And when we are in that great place, we get there faster and we attract all that the universe has in store for us. So again, I said the responsibility is to hold on to the vision every day. And so how do I do that? Here's here's like the how of the podcast. So I do sit in meditation and I know meditation is a scary, scary word for a lot of people, but I visualize my vision and I have a lot of things that I visualize, but let's take, for example, the relationship. And I, in my visualization, I visualize and feel Here's the thing, and feel what it's like to be there already. And as I'm visualizing what it's like and what it feels like, it's super important. I connect to my source and I ask for everything I need to be there in that feeling right now. So I might ask for patience. I might ask for clarity and guidance. I might ask for courage. 
And for me, if I am visualizing this future relationship, I ask for love. Not in the form of a man, but like love from source, love from friends. Just even, I talk about it a lot on this podcast, a smile on a street or a connection with someone that like a neighbor. I'm in a 12-step program. That program has brought me so much abundant love into my life, both receiving and giving. I do have a podcast about the balance of receiving and giving, and that's the Mecca right there. Like that's the, that's the enlightenment is when we are in that balance of giving and receiving compassion, courage, love, all of those source things that we have humans are, are um, limited of. So I sit in my visualization every single day. I feel my visualization every day. I surrender all of those, you know, nuts and bolts, the timing, the how. I surrender that and I connect to a source greater than me. And for me, I find it inside myself. I don't find it externally. That's where I go for the answers. And I ask for what I need, which is usually peace, calm, patience, clarity, courage, and love. And then as I go out throughout my day, I am subconsciously, my life is is attracting those things. Or, you know, like, for example, if I have business goals, if I sit and, and visualize every day, and, and I put visualizations around my apartment as well, like I'll put little signs of my goals or my visions, I'll put pictures, I definitely have a vision board, and I look at them, I remind myself every day, and so I connect to it. I visualize it. I feel it every day. And guess what? I show up differently. I subconsciously am having conversations and and my actions are creating that vision. Another great example, these are more tangible examples, are some short-term visualizations. So maybe you're stuck doing some chores, you're like, oh, I really just don't want to run this errand or do this chore. Um, It's just visualize yourself doing it and how it feels at the end. I do this all the time with working out. Like I'm laying in bed and I, and you know, I'm, I'm considering not working out. I go through my workout or my run visualizing it. Oftentimes I'll visualize me on the strand next to the ocean. I have a turnaround spot at the pier. I visualize myself being at the pier, watching the surfers, feeling the air on my skin, and then how it feels to be there. And this is not a conversation about being, you know, not being present. This is a conversation about going to the future, feeling it, and then returning to the present to make it happen. And then I hop out of bed and I go and get it done. 
And guess what? The present, the actual, the reality far exceeds the visualization. It always does. It always feels better in reality than in the visualization. And that's what keeps us going in our visualizations. So have you used that? Like, again, doing chores. Uh, I This weekend, I'm recording this on the weekend. I need to clean my carpets. Do I really want to spend that amount of time cleaning my carpets? But I visualize myself doing it. I know my carpets are going to look better. So I'm going to feel better afterwards. That gives me the motivation to do it. I also did this. I talked about it at the beginning. I also did this creating the body that I desire. Sometimes I've used a dress that I actually hang in by my full length mirror, this beautiful dress that I couldn't fit into. This is when I was like actively losing weight. I lost those 50 pounds and I've kept them off for more than five years. I think it's been seven years now that I've maintained five pounds higher or lower of my ideal weight because of visualization. Like when I was actively losing weight, I would hang that dress in, you know, by my full length mirror every day I would see it. I subconsciously created the action, sometimes consciously, but mostly subconsciously when you're focused on a vision, you just do it naturally because you connect to that goal, you connect to that vision, you connect to that dream every single day. So you can use this for short term and you can use it for long term. And I want you to pause as we're wrapping up And the third question that I'd like to ask you is, look at your life right now. Has there been things that you have subconsciously created? And what are they? I told you about, you know, a couple examples where I'm now on the other side and I'm like, holy crap. Like, I did this. I bet if you pause and look at your life, you did this too. You got somewhere subconsciously that you're not even aware of. And how freaking cool is that? So take that information and let's expand on it. And remember, let go of all the energy sucking thoughts survival mechanisms that creep in, protection mechanisms, and negative energy suckers. Like, how am I going to do this? Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Freak, yes, you are. Yes, you are. You are worthy of everything you desire. I'm not any more worthy than you. You are worthy of it. You can, you are worthy of anything. If you want more money, you are worthy of that. If you want better health, you are worthy of that. If you want more abundant love in your life in the form of a romantic partner or friends or closer relationships with family members, you are worthy of that and you can create that. So 
create a vision for yourself. This goes way different than just vision boards. This is about connecting to that vision every single day, feeling that vision, not forgetting about it. We get busy, we get distracted, we get down on ourselves, and we forget about our visions. And that's just a waste of time. That just means it's not going to happen as fast when we forget. So don't forget about your vision. And I am here every step of the way. So let's review the questions that I'd really love for you to journal about. I'd really love for you to reach out and talk to me about your ahas and your breakthroughs. I've shared some of mine here on this podcast today. I would love for you to reciprocate, share it back, connect with me on social media, Jenny underscore Drake underscore on Instagram, my website. You can email me, jenny-drake.com. Please share this episode with at least one, two, or three people and get a community of your own. Please subscribe and leave a leave a um, re- review so that I can see it. I love to get back what I give out. That's like the highest form for me. But let's review the three questions. Number one, Are there any recurring visions, visualizations, or dreams that you've had throughout your life that you continuously push away or suppress because you don't know, you don't think you're worthy, you don't know how it's going to happen, and you're just like, whatever. That's number one. Number two, how do you visualize yourself in your own self-image when you close your eyes? There's no good, bad, right or wrong. Take out all of those limiting words. It's just information. If it is scenario A or B where you don't envision yourself at all or you're envisioning yourself negatively, how can you shift to a more positive self-image? And how can you... Uh, revisit that vision daily. And then number three, has there been things in your life that have subconsciously been created or evolved where you're pausing right now and you're like, holy crap, like I got here and I didn't even know it. That was a vision that I had years ago and here I am kind of like my birthday story. So those are the three questions to think about. I would love to guide you through this process. I would love to link arms with you and help create the visions, the life you desire. I can do that with you. I can hold you accountable. I can help you Turn away from those protection mechanisms that are keeping you stuck. You have the power to create the life that you are worthy of and that you desire. And I am here with you every step of the day, step of the way, every day. (laughs) That was a slip. Um, Please reach out to me again. Instagram, Jenny underscore Drake underscore is where I hang out the most. 
I also have a website, jenny-drake.com. I have a free tribe of women. We meet every Monday on Zoom. We have a private Facebook group. I coach men. I coach women. I coach anyone in the most self-loving, self-compassionate, self-accepting way. And I am here to coach you. All right. This was a good one. I hope you feel it. Reach out to me. I can't wait to hear from you. Much love.